Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months, now through December 2nd. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Writing Wrongs and Writing Songs podcast. Today we are here with Joshua Milton. How are you doing today? What's going Hello, on? Hello, I'm, I'm good. How are you, Hannah? I'm okay, yeah. Keep Keeping good. on. Getting through. Yeah. Um, how, how have you been? Um, we obviously met. Did we meet a year ago? We met a year ago, yeah. We met at um, Boardmasters. The year that didn't, the year that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, sad actually. I've somewhat um, come to the conclusion that I might be a bit of a bad, bad omen for that place. <laughs> Two years in a row that I was due to work there, and I think um, both times it's been cancelled. So I'm excited to see what next year um, happens, <laughs> happens next year. But yeah, that's, I'm the same. Like I've never been to a Boardmasters. <laughs> oh you're not gone yeah. last year either no no but yeah no. no but yeah that's that's where we met it was lovely it was a lot of fun um despite the festival not happening i think but um yeah it's fine it's almost strange that like i mean obviously we were on site for longer than the festival but it's like the festival didn't happen but we still met and weird times it was yeah it was a, probably one of the most bizarre experiences that i've ever had especially working in in the environment of a festival because we essentially saw the entire thing the entire thing went up and then without a moment's notice it came down within within a day i think essentially so it was was so fast because all the wind they were like ah crazy yeah it was bizarre but we had a right good piss up on the last night didn't we it was lovely we we did yeah (laughs) i felt a little bit worse for wear the next day but you know it was fine so Tell me about your band, Black Flies. Black Flies. Um, it is somewhat of a new project, but a project project that's gone through uh, various iterations, I think, through the years. So the, the project itself has been going for about six or seven years. Mm. Um, so for quite a long time, it was called it was called Youth, um, and I think we hit a bit of a wall with it in that when when we when we came to kind of releasing music if you were to type youth into any kind of search engine there are so many thousands of derivatives of the word youth be it in a band name or in a uh, song name that we were kind of just buried underneath everything so um yeah so we pondered for quite a long time on many different names that we were unhappy with or we thought thought sounded really lame and then I think it just got to a point where we're like we need to name it now and settled on black flies so I like it fairly fairly uninteresting uninspiring story as to how the band was named which I'm sure is the same same case for almost any band (laughs) make them up like they'll they'll think of a name and then they'll go back and they'll be like how could we make this sound cool (laughs) Yeah, or just some like ran- chuck something into a random word generator and then just come up with some really profound story as to or some weird life experiential thing that happened to them. But you yeah. could definitely no, say there's that. nothing 
flies in the spirit animal, you know. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a it's a Ben Howard song, so I think we got it from there. But so I think it was that it was between two different things. It was either between Black Flies or uh, it was going to be called Memorations, I think, which is another Ben Howard song. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know whether I hear the Ben Howard influence, to be fair, but I hadn't really thought about it. <laughs> no, yeah, it was quite um, quite prominent in my uh, early songwriting days, I think. So it took quite a big, big, big influence, I think, when I was when I was a bit younger. But it's now uh, overlaid with walls of distortion and stuff. <laughs> it's still kind of there, I think, to to a point. Yeah, I actually really like your sound. Um, your most recent single, Wolves at the Door. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think it's super cool. Um, I don't listen to a lot of like, would you say it's rock? I don't know, you know, like heavier stuff at the moment. But I used to listen to it a lot as a kid and it, as a kid, as a teenager. And it kind of like, took, it felt kind of nostalgic, but I like, I really yeah. like it. Um, how I know you posted on your Instagram a bit about like writing that song, but how did it come about and how did you get to this sound? Like I know you've just been talking about your earlier influences, but what's the development? Uh, I think it it's, it's somewhat of a natural progression, I think. So when I started writing when I was younger, I was always, I used to write folk music. I actually dug out a load of old demos the other day, um, which I'll send to you, they're quite funny. Oh God, please. <laughs> A small, smaller Josh with just one single guitar um but yeah I was always into kind of like heavier music and stuff growing up and uh that kind of then uh, evolved into being into sort of like the transatlantic uh guitar heavy music which is got a lot, uh, there's a lot of like bands from like on the kind of east coast of America which has got a similar sort of sound to us um I think it just sort of naturally lent that way especially when more people got involved. So initially it was, uh, our set was based off of a bunch of songs that I wrote for sort of folk stuff. And then we kind of just like adapted it into a heavier kind of more evolved sound. Mm. Um, and I think just as more people got involved, like our, our bassist is really into heavier music. Our guitarist, Jack, he um, grew up playing in like metal bands and stuff. So it kind of, yeah, sort of found its feet. I think it's just it's an amalgamation of all of our kind of, music influences that's cool um do you like write all your songs in a similar way i know you said about wolves at the door on your very cool little instagram infographic that it kind of like started from guitar riff and then you built up from there is that like typically how you write as a band or like do you ever as you said like take songs to them now or um we are probably the most disjointed and inefficient band they're writing music <laughs> that I'm I'm aware of anyway especially in our immediate social circle um we're wrestling with that now at the moment actually but we um yeah rules of the door came with a riff that Jack had and we've kind of hit this kind of uh everyone's kind of assumed their roles a bit more now it used to be stuff where I would kind of write it and then we'd all go into a practice room and add stuff to it but it seems to be now that Jack will kind of flesh out all the instrumentation using like logic um or like recording software and then he'll send it to Tom Tom is a bit more well versed in kind of recording stuff and he's like the more of the producer out of us so he'll tweak it and make it sound a bit nicer like they'll kind of arrange it and then they'll give it to me 
and I'll have some last ditch attempts at trying to put vocals over it because I'm somewhat technologically inept, I think, when it comes <laughs> to recording stuff. But I'm learning. I think that's one positive about this lockdown is I've um, definitely been trying to get my head around uh, recording software and doing stuff at home at necessity more than um, curiosity, I think. How's it been? Have you been writing whilst you've been in lockdown? Or I'm assuming that you're all separate. I don't know. Yeah, we're all separate. So Jack uh, Jack writes quite a lot. He he's involved in another project called Poisonous Birds as well. They're um they've just they've released a bunch of music, which is good. Little plug. You can check those check them out. Um but yeah, Jack will like typically write uh, riffs and he'll flesh everything out and he'll send it to me. I tend to I'm writing most of the time anyway not so much like even be it like noodling on my guitar or writing poetry i suppose uh, just essentially what music is if you re remove all the music from it um so yeah i kind of I'll, I'll write and i'll kind of like flesh out kind of lyrical ideas and flesh out sort of themes and stuff and where i want stuff to go and then it's a case of just sort of plonking the two together and trying to make them stick um so it's a bit of an odd way of working i think it works quite well for us because even outside of lockdown, like all of our kind of working schedules are so um, sporadic and we never get time to see each other, let alone practice. So um, like there's actually four of us. So there's our drummer um, who isn't kind of featured in any of the photos and stuff, these sessions for us and he lives in London. So finding any time to play with each other is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, are the rest of you all based in Bristol then? Yeah, we're, we're all based in Bristol. But yeah it is tricky when people are all around the country <laughs> yeah me and jack me and jack work together we work at the same bar so we've got that benefit of um at least being able to see each other quite often and being able to sort of like talk about stuff and flesh ideas out and um kind of work out where we want things to go visually and stuff and all that um, but tom the bassist he um yeah lives on the other side of bristol and works really like sort of strange hours so yeah. we never see him your visuals are cool though like i really like what you're doing well with your instagram and the lots of yeah, like cool. black you. And you can tell you put a lot of thought into it and it looks it looks good good thanks yeah no idea what we're doing just throwing stuff out i think that's another thing that um one of the challenges of i think lockdown is because we've kind of run out of music to release now mm. we're trying to find new and kind of inventive ways of keeping like content generation sort of consistent yeah just really difficult <laughs> but i think yeah we'd sort of find a bit of a stride with it now anyway yeah do you do like the graphic designy stuff yourself or yeah i, I do a lot i've just i think been spending quite a lot of time just sort of like learning the ins and outs of photoshop and jack does a bit as well uh all the animation stuff is just stuff that i've taught myself or just out of yeah, necessity or just like I think of an idea and be like, oh, I wonder how I do this. I've just got, I've got so much time on my hands at the moment. There's yeah. sort of no excuse to not have a crack at it. No. It is, yeah, that is the one plus side of lockdown, isn't it? Like you said before, with like improving your production, I'm exactly the same, like figuring out how to do shit, getting better at like programming MIDI drums and stuff like that, that I'd never bought yeah. before, but now I'm like, I can't really not. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the kind of thing, isn't it? It's like how long how many times in the past and how long would you remember saying that oh, i wish i just had loads of time off you know just to 
like be paid and just do nothing. It's just like we literally have that now. So I wouldn't ever want to come out of this and look back on this sort of like uh, this time and be like, oh, I kind of wasted it because I. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, totally. But then again, you also have this like massive pressure on yourself to be productive because you're like, well, actually, I don't. I'm I'm not on furlough or anything, so. No, okay. this is just my sad, sad life now. But oh. <laughs> um, what are you doing? What are you doing for work then? Nothing. Just not working. <laughs> I just don't. I don't have a job um, right now at the moment, and I'm not on furlough. And yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not great, but it's fine. Mm. I'm trying to get a job um, for the summer, but obviously, like a lot of the time, I like freelance in events. So yeah, not going too well. All of our line of work is essentially been pulled out from under us. Yeah, which is really fun, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And no, it like I've been trying to use this time productively. Partly, you know, when I started this, I thought it'd be nice to catch up with people. Yeah, of course. Well, it's Hear nice. To, like, it's it's a it's a steady balance, isn't it? It's like I think the first few weeks of lockdown, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to be like, I need to do stuff every single day. Mm. Like I need to be learning something or doing something, and then. I think I suffered some kind of like subtle burnout because yeah. um, I kind of just hit a wall and was like I can't do anything anymore I just don't want to um, so yeah little bits every day but yeah this, I mean it, it, it um, but it's the opportunity for new things isn't it like this is cool I think what you're doing just exploring other options and you've got time and like sort of resources to do so yeah no, thank you no it's nice as well because I feel like obviously being in music means that a lot of the time like you go to a lot of gigs like you go to a lot of festivals and you see a lot of people um and without that it feels a bit weird so it's kind of nice doing this as a way to you know connect temporarily with bridge people. The gap. Yeah, yeah exactly and like have the opportunity to talk about music and writing and that sort of thing that you might talk about if you saw them in person or like went to a gig together um but no i like it <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's a bizarre, bizarre way of life that's been forced, forced on us. I think. Um, tell me about how you got into like music and songwriting. Um, wind the clock back. Uh, <laughs> I I started playing guitar when I was eight, eight years old, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, same as most people would just had guitar lessons at school. I don't think I started writing songs or had the inclination to write songs until I was like 15 or 16. Um, I don't really, yeah, it's a strange experience. I can't ever really remember. I was really into sports. So I sort of like play guitar and then for like quite, from quite a young age. And then I stopped playing guitar for about four or five years or not, not as religiously anyways. It yeah. was just the thing that kind of would sit in the corner of my room and I'd stare at blankly. Um, but yeah I kind of like really got into sports and then when I got to 16 all I can remember was having just this kind of yeah just inherent like inclination to sort of start playing again and then I started writing songs I think I really got into Ben Howard that was it he surfaces again <laughs> um yeah I think I really got into the way his style of like finger picking and playing and stuff and the way he kind of the, the like his kind of rhythmic style of playing like an acoustic guitar I think really struck a chord with me and I've really got into it. So I started 
detuning everything because he plays in weird variations of like open yeah. C. So like every everything we write now is all in like weird variations of C. So that's stuck. Um, but I think I just wanted to learn to play the guitar like that, or at least emulate it to some to some degree. And I think with that, um, yeah, I started writing music. I started playing um, little like acoustic shows on my own around Bristol. Um, did that till I was about 21, so like five years. I did did acoustic gigs and open mics and stuff like that. But yeah, that's kind of where it spawned. Love it. And then yeah. obviously you started working with your band now in a form, in other form, or did you go through other bands first? Yeah, well, it's all, it was all. It's always kind of been. Uh, trying to think of how to put it without. Uh, well, it's always it's always kind of been um my thing or at least yeah. I've, I've always from the beginning of it being a band it was always kind of driven by my sort of idea of how stuff sounded it's not so much now any now that anymore because i think there's a lot more equal input from all from all three of us but it was initially uh it was a sort of a weird it went it was a free piece at one point with just two guitar players and a drummer very very thin sounding, very thin sounding band. Um, so we played a couple of shows like that, uh, and then it went to being a two piece. And I used to split my guitar signal between a bass amp and just like drop everything down an octave with like a with like a pog. Um, uh, yeah, then it was like another three piece uh, with like a bassist drummer and me playing, and then it became a yeah it became a four piece, and then it's just kind of like same yes. Similar iterations, it's been a four piece for about three, three years, I think. Sweet. No, it's interesting that you kind of, like you being the, the, the kingpin of it all kind of means that there is some sort of consistency in it, I guess. Um, yeah, I think even if it's not so much, not so much the instrumentation of how it's driven, but um, there's a definite lyrical kind of consistency to everything we do. It's like, Sonically, I think it's definitely evolved and it's definitely changed and it's become more of its own kind of thing. But if you listen to some of our like really old stuff and some of the stuff that's just come out, it's like lyrically it kind of still fits in the same sort of bracket. You can still say like, okay, right, that's still the same, but musically it's just gone up a notch, I think. Yeah. Do you like write, you said before that you've been like writing poetry, do you tend to write lyrics as a like separate thing or like words and then fit it to the music or...? No, I kind of, um, I'll, I'll tend to free write and I think when then Jack proposes like an idea or bring something forward, I then kind of, I'll go back through stuff that I've written. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I do write in the, in the mind for it to be like a song. Because it's like, until you have any kind of instrumentation to it, it's really bizarre writing lyrics like that because you can't, you have an idea in your head of like, okay, well, this is kind of like a verse and this is kind of a chorus and this is a bridge section. But it's really hard to kind of like pinpoint what something will sound like if you haven't got any music to it. Mm. I think I kind of like, I'll write, uh, like I'm gonna write a song today and I'll just write kind of a classic structure of like a verse and then like a chorus and then maybe something that would go over like um, a bridge. And then when we eventually put it to music, it's just this whole kind of like, it evolves into this whole other thing because it's being, because my ears are then being influenced by what I'm listening to as opposed to what's in my head. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's like, yeah, ten, that's ten, tends to be how it works anyway. 
yeah obviously it changes so much depending on songs and stuff and I guess working with other people people work differently so depending on who you're working with it's all yeah yeah up. yeah precisely but I think we've got um the three of us have got quite a good way of working now we kind of when one person's kind of got an idea of how a song's going to go we kind of will so again like because Jack writes a lot of the instrument instrumentation uh we'll kind of help him get to his kind of vision of what it would be instrumentally as far as we can and then I think once we've kind of got like a finished happy product of it then I'll put vocals on it and then that's when we might start rearranging stuff mm. um or uh or then it becomes yeah that's I suppose then my two cents into the song it's just like can we move this bit to here because I want this vocal to go in here and we're just changing like the instrumentation around or the arrangement a little bit but yeah we're quite supportive in a way we kind of like want things to go yeah it's it's nice like working together I guess and having having the same kind of sonic ideal but being able to experiment with it yeah yeah definitely I think yeah we'll we'll um support each other's like individual creativity for the for the betterment of the project I think but no we haven't clashed we haven't really clashed yet yet (laughs) yeah and we've been we've been playing with each other for like four or five years so going well I think good working relationship yeah no it sounds sounds like you're smashing it um are there any releases coming out soon or are you just like I know you said you haven't got a lot of music you're sitting on but are you trying yeah to- we just we had, we had a sort of zoom zoom meeting of, as is meeting with everyone at the moment um <laughs> we had a zoom meeting the other day um just trying to flesh out when we can go back and record so we've set ourselves like this is why we're not very good at like getting stuff done efficiently it's because we don't set ourselves deadlines so we've set ourselves a deadline and to have a have an EP finished by the end of June um and we're now looking into uh studio time uh when studios will be opening up again is beyond us so i think it's kind of dependent on that on that so we've actually set out like a bit of a timeline and a gantt chart yeah the best thing i've taken away from uni is just like oh i'm gonna make a gantt chart this is this will be great and then we had a zoom meeting i think um tom and both tom and jack are just like oh this is good so official yeah so one of the one of the better things i've taken away from uni which is nice thanks bim um (laughs) um but yeah so i think end of june we've got like a loose timeline of releasing a five track ep in like march next year and then having like three single releases leading up to that but this is all yeah dependent on whether or not we can get into the space to just record drums so I mean, Everything I think, else we'll do ourselves, but yeah, we need, need to do drums in the studio. I think studios are starting to open a bit now, like with social distancing. Yeah, well, so, it's just funny, isn't it? Because if you're using your own sort of producer, if you're producing it yourselves, which we, we've got someone that produces our stuff for us, is you don't really need to come into contact with anyone else. So hmm. I suppose they're one of the few places that can sort of operate uh, normally um, without, yeah, you coming into contact with people. but. I've emailed some people that haven't got back to me. <laughs> well, fingers crossed they get back to you soon, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was it. So we had, uh, so The Room, I think, came out in April. I can't even remember. Yeah, we had a song called The Room come out in April as well. And that was, I think The Walls at the Door and The Room were kind of the two, 
they were like signifying a bit of a change in direction, like sonically, that I think we're wanting to go in. And then this next EP that we do will kind of, uh, yeah, confirm that, I suppose. Sweet. Oh, sounds exciting. Um, yeah. I'm going to make you go into the, the, the awkward part of this, which is cool. the agony aunt question round. Perfect. Can't wait. Um, a lot of these have been very relationshipy based, but the, these are a little bit less. Um, also, if anyone thinks that I make these up myself, I actually don't. Um, I, love, I love the idea that you do. <laughs> you sat at home. <laughs> um, none of these are my issues. So <laughs> just, just. Dude, this, I, like, I, yeah. like, I like to think I'm, I'm um, agony art material. I actually, so. I've given you my issues in the past, I feel, and I feel like you've taken them quite well, giving you my issues. <laughs> Take it <laughs> away from me, please. Get rid of it. I don't want it anymore. Uh, okay. So the cool. first one that I have here is how would you deal with living with like a control freak housemate? Oh, this is difficult because I think I'm the control freak ha housemate. <laughs> <laughs> um, just do everything they ask. <laughs> just don't get in their way, honestly. It's not, it's not worth it. Just don't get in their way. Just if it's dishes or if it's vacuuming, just, just do it. It'll make your life easier. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's it's you, you're if you have a control for your housemate, the only thing, the only way it will go is if you dig your if you dig your uh, your heels in, you will lose. I think that's probably true. I think I'm also the control freak. I mean, yeah, um, it's just it's it's might not be the advice the the recipient wants to hear, but it's very <laughs> real advice. <laughs> the real advice is suck it up and get on with it. Dishes, unless they're like. Uh, unless it's completely out, out, of, out of order or, or what they're requesting, but yeah, if it's a small thing, if it's small minor things that won't make a difference and will, in the long run, better your living uh, arrangement, then just do it. Fair play. I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> that, that's advice. I don't know whether I'd take that, but yeah. <laughs> Please. Real harsh truths. Harsh truths, Hannah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm about. I love a harsh truth. Um, okay, question two is how do I stop ghosting nice boys that haven't done anything wrong yet? <laughs> um, nice is in inverted commas because, you know. Yeah, no, I know. For people that couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case you... Well, I mean, you can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. The... I like the I like the yet as well in that question. So I haven't done anything wrong yet. But just that um, implies the assumption that they are going to do something wrong because men are trash. I mean, no comment. <laughs> men are trash. Um, I can you repeat the question. <laughs> How do I stop ghosting nice boys that haven't done anything wrong yet? Um, I think the assumption well, is that I, they if will. You're, if you if you're ghosting them, then subconsciously you probably know something's wrong already. Mm. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I feel like this might be a, a bigger like trust issue, to be honest. Yeah, possibly. Although I think that I mean, if this is like it's like a lockdown specific question, then I personally I actually find it quite hard to keep engaged with people I'm finding it harder to be on my phone in lockdown than I am normally 
which mm. seems a bit uh, bit bizarre. But I think because I've got nothing to do all the time, um, or I'm just kind of finding odd jobs to do, I don't really want to be on my phone. It's actually quite boring. I think when you, you're kind of spending time on your phone outside of in what normal society supposedly looks like, um, it's a bit more of a distraction. So maybe, I don't know, I'm digressing. Digress away. <laughs> I yeah, no, don't. Uh, just don't. Keep keep the nice boys. Nice boys. Nice boys will help you. Well, maybe don't ghost them, but you don't have to talk to them all the time. Yeah, set boundaries. Keep it cool. Keep <laughs> keep it cool. Keep it casual. Keep it cool and casual. <laughs> I have a friend that um, is always like, "Are you adhering to the two C's? Cool and casual." <laughs> Really casual. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Ever. Always. Um, no, I'm not. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the opposite of I feel both of us, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the final one I have here is, is it okay to fancy people you work with and how how should you deal with that? Um, yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's it inevitable, is. isn't it? Of course, yeah, it's definitely inevitable. And it's... Um, just a, a natural part of spending time with people. You're one attractive person, and another attractive person, and you know. Um, how do you deal with it? Uh, carefully. <laughs> <laughs> cool and casual is how you deal with it. <laughs> the answer to everything here. All these questions, it's just cool and casual. Yeah, they'd be solved by one fundamental thing. Just cool and casual. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, keep just propose the idea you never know you gotta at least know where, where you stand with the person said person that you're working with before um before you can do anything about it either way so propose the idea well, that's they could quite, be like, no, and they could be like yeah cool it's quite ballsy though because if they say no then you're gonna be like oh sorry cool <laughs> yeah but you know gotta take chances in life or you just propose it like it's a casual you know oh, Let's go for a friendly drink. Yeah, should we go for a drink? I'm going to try and work you out. See if we have the same ingests. <laughs> One way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, you can't really do anything. You'd be like, oh, do you want to go for a, a Zoom meeting after this? Yeah, no, it doesn't really work under these, under these circumstances, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, would you ever go on like a, a Zoom date? A Zoom date? Yeah. There seems to be, there seems to be all, the, um, all the range at the moment, don't they? Mm. Yeah, I mean, getting to know people, aren't you? So same, same principle. It is. It's the same principle. Maybe that's the answer. If you fancy them, ask them for a Zoom date. Yeah. <laughs> Irrespective of whether we're in lockdown or not, just take it. You can keep some banjo then. Yeah, even if we're all back in the office, just be like, do you want to just take this on a video chat, actually? We could do uh... Yeah, yeah. I'll use one of the meeting rooms. <laughs> that's true. Make it seem like it's an actual meeting and then, you know, start flirting. No, that was a terrible idea. Don't do that. <laughs> getting, into the, getting into role player then, I think. <laughs> wow, that's not where my head was going with that. But yeah, zero, zero to a hundred. <laughs> yeah. um, on that note, <laughs> thank you for answering those wonderful Agony Art questions. And thank that's you right, for coming I hope on. They serve, serve some, someone well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
I hope they, I honestly don't know whether people are going to listen to these and be like, what, what is wrong with them? Yeah. Uh, they're kind of interesting questions. So, you know, interpret them how you will. Interpret the answers how you will, anyone listening. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Everybody yeah. go and listen to Black Flies. You're actually sick, so I recommend. Thank you. Um, do you have any last words? Anything you'd like to say? um keep safe everyone mm. be sensible listen to lots of nice music wear sun cream if you're spending a lot of time outdoors that's a good one yeah uh, perfect well this is me signing off goodbye bye 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 lucky land slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.